preach like he does. So, uh, But we're going to get into the word of the Lord today. I'm thankful for him and his covering in my life. I appreciate all the help and love he has for me. Uh, yes, please. Uh, not only is he my pastor, but he's my father-in-law. He's my co-worker. So we're kind of just together all the time. So we see the the best and the worst of each other a lot of times. But uh, it's just it's just great to be here. I'm I'm glad that my pastor trusts me enough to allow me to uh, stand behind this pulpit and deliver what I feel like the Lord would have to say to us today. So uh, without further ado, can we just go ahead and open up our Bibles to? the book of 2 Kings chapter 2. I'm also thankful for my beautiful wife and uh, how much support and love she gives me and my beautiful son. I love them too very much and I love you. I'm thankful that you're here today. Uh, Hopefully you can endure me for however long I may decide to to preach today. We all know that I'm not typically long-winded so we're gonna we're gonna push this one through today but I feel like the Lord's gonna do something great. Uh, regardless of how long I preach today. and Let's just go ahead and get into the Word. It's on the screen if you need it, I do believe, but it looks like many of you got some Bibles, so we're just going to dig into this puppy right here. 2 Kings chapter 2, starting in verse 7. <clears throat> it's a very uh, kind of popular story. And it, it starts with, And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they too stood by Jordan. And... When it speaks of they too, it's speaking of Elijah and Elisha. And verse 8 says, And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters. And they were divided hither and thither, so that they, they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes, and rent them in two pieces. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And ending in verse 14, it says, And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and smote the waters, and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. If you would, let's ask the Lord to speak to us today. Let's ask God to have his way in this service. Jesus, we are so thankful that we get to serve someone as mighty as you. Lord, there's thousands and millions of causes we could give our lives to, God, but we decide today to devote this time, our lives that you have given us, right back to you just as you gave your life for us. God, we ask that you would do what you desire to do in this place. Lord, that I would simply just be a a vessel for you to use to reach someone's heart, to help someone today to understand more of the beauty and your love for humanity. God, give us burden, God, for this city and, and help us today to flush that out in this service and be able to just push your love as we go throughout our lives. Lord, 
We pray that you would use every single one of us and speak to us today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be speaking today on the topic of lingering mantles. And I will share with you, before I get into kind of the introduction, is that the actual inspiration for this message came over uh, probably a year and a few months ago. It came on the date of March 3rd or March 23rd of 2020, a day after the death of Brother uh, Donald Ewing, who was basically my uncle and more like my father. But it come in a moment that when we all... We had got the call that he had passed. We, we had all rushed to Salem, Kentucky, where he lived. And uh, when we got there, he, he had already passed. And I went in there to see him. And just the peace that was in the room was just absolutely immaculate. It was, it was amazing to feel that kind of peace that was there with Brother Donnie. And, and Pastor arrived shortly after me and my wife did. And the words that Pastor shared with me in that moment we were in that room uh, kind of inspired the title and the message that I will share with you today. And basically summed up what he said he just basically said that I'm jealous because of where brother Donnie has ended up and that's the ultimate destination for all of us the fact that he was no longer struggling to breathe but he was in heaven and today I'm speaking about lingering mantles and this is kind of a little bit of a light-hearted way to start it uh, besides what I just said so we're going to kind of change over from that and uh, get into something a little bit about we all know, and that's kind of like a, a little Goodwill place. Anybody know what Goodwill is? Yeah. Well, see, the whole premise, the idea behind Goodwill and a lot of Salvation Army stores or like those random metal clothes bins that you see at like Conrad's and Food Giant and stuff where you can just take your old clothes, your old shoes, and you can just discreetly pop them in there and somebody's going to come by and they're going to pick up those bags of clothes that you don't need anymore and they're going to find someone that could still find value in what you no longer need. Uh, it, it's basically a place where you can take pants that are starting to get too short for your growing legs. You can, you can take winter coats in the summer heat when you no longer need a winter coat or clothes that you're getting too little for or clothes that you're getting too big for. Just It's simply a place where you can take items that you no longer have a need for, but there's still value in these items enough to pass on to someone else. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, if, if you're like me, I grew up in a lot of Goodwills and Twice as Nice and consignment shops. This was a place that we frequently shopped. Uh, if you didn't know, I was just a poor little old Marion boy, all right? We didn't have much. The biggest city I'd ever been to until the time I was probably about 12, 12 years old was Madisonville, Kentucky. So if that says something. And uh, I thought going to Goodwill in Madisonville, Kentucky was a treat because they always had a lot of nice stuff in there that people had donated. Now, that sounds bizarre to some of you, but I'm telling you what right now. It was, it was nice. They, had, uh, they had, used to have that, uh, was it? Kmart, didn't they have Kmart or Roses was? We used to go to Kmart down there. I'll tell you what, it was a good time. We'd go stop at Goodwill because a lot of times we were looking for clothes for the next school year. That's where we would stop and get a lot of stuff because it's cheap. And we, we saw the value in what some people decided to donate. And there was one time I was in there. Now, a lot of people might not get what this is, but uh, I was rummaging while my mom shopped around. And they've got more than just clothes. They've got, you can get couch pillows at Goodwill. You can get... TVs, yeah, you can get a couch at Goodwill. You can get anything you could probably want that someone else doesn't need anymore. You can find it. And one time I was walking around and I had found the jackpot. 
I had found an Xbox 360 Guitar Hero guitar controller. And I was amazed that somebody would put this in a donation bin. I was like, who in the world could not find value in this anymore? And it was kind of that thing where you're like looking around and making sure nobody saw you see it. So then you can scoop it up without having to fight somebody over it. Uh, but I'll just tell you, I didn't leave with that Xbox 360 Guitar Hero controller that day. But I saw the value in it that when someone else no longer needed it. And I'll take us back to our text today where Elijah, a famous prophet of God in the Old Testament, famed for his obedience and complete persuasion that the Lord was God. It was Elijah who in charge, who in a charge from God introduced his successor to us who, is, who has a very similar name to Elijah, which there may be a time in this message where I'm speaking about Elijah. I may say Elisha because it is so close together. And you probably hear that all the time. Someone's, someone's saying, oh, not Elisha, I mean Elijah. No, not Elisha. I'm, you know, just back and forth between those two names. If you've ever tried to say that a lot of times when you're preaching or talking to somebody and you get nervous, I probably will mix those names up. So I'm going to try my best to go slow and not do that. But... Elisha was Elijah's successor. It was who God had told him to appoint to take up uh, his mantle when Elijah had went on. And you see, basically they met when Elijah was just passing by and he tossed his mantle on Elisha. And uh, besides Elisha going and, and taking care of his family before he left, the two were basically together till the burning chariots come and took Elijah up into the sky. And we find ourselves with the ever so popular scene where Elijah takes his mantle, he smotes the water, and Elijah and Elisha cross the stream over on dry ground. That's where we found ourselves in our text. We, we find the time where Elijah tells Elisha, I, it's time for me to go. What can I give you when I go? What is it that you are seeking after? And we have so many messages preached from the words of Elisha when he asks Elijah for a double portion of your spirit. And in this moment when the chariots of fire and the horses of fire come and took up Elijah, he was gone up into heaven, a place where he would no longer need that mantle that got him through so many uh, uh, just meetings with the enemy. It was this moment where Elisha took a hold of his clothes and he tore them in two and took up the mantle of Elijah. You see, Elijah had just moments before he had need of that mantle when when he, when he split the water by, by smiting it. But when the flaming chariots come, he didn't need that mantle anymore. And when Elijah disappeared, it was just the mantle of his ministry that was left. And perhaps today that was the significance of the double portion that Elijah, Elisha has, had asked for. But I'll tell you today, whether it was the, the significance of the double portion, it was the same mantle that saw the fire lick Elijah's altar up on Mount Carmel. It was the same mantle that saw meal and oil multiplied, the same mantle that saw life restored. It was the same mantle that saw captains consumed by fire. It was the same mantle that Elijah wrapped around himself in, in the cave of the Lord when he was afraid that Jezebel was going to kill him. It was the same mantle that Elijah had through his entire ministry. But in just a moment, there was suddenly no more need for that mantle to rest on his shoulders. But now it was to rest upon the shoulders of Elisha. 
Elisha understood that he could no longer be covered in his garments, but he needed to be uncovered of himself and pick up what Elijah had. No more Elisha, but now the mantle, his double portion. And I'll tell you today that essentially the mantle, it's, it's like a cloak-like garment. It's kind of what's pictured there. You could imagine that being wrapped around somebody. It's, it's worn by kings. It's worn by queens. It's worn by people of power, priests. And then just like this example of Scripture, prophets. It can be seen as a symbol of anointing. Like the garments of the priest, it declares their place in the flow of God's church. It, Elijah and now Elisha, they donned this mantle to signify the appointing of God as a prophet of God. And what I, what I would like to say to us today, or what I feel like, like the Lord would like to say to us today, is no more can we be covered in what we think we need to receive. But we need to put on the mantle that God has for us. We need to rent what we are carrying currently and replace it with the mantle that God would have us put on. When we have got to take off the garments of this world and put on the mantle that is from out of this world. If you read Isaiah 64 and 6, it says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. Our righteousness is like filthy rags. The natural garments that we wear are of imperfect righteousness. But it was Jesus Christ who came and perfected righteousness for us so that now we can put on the garment that God has prepared for us. It doesn't matter if life is going pretty good. It doesn't matter if it's the worst it's ever been. God always has a covering. He always has a mantle for us. He always has an anointing for us that is better than what we have. The world would decide to clothe us in the failure of our fathers. The world would decide to bury us in the garments of statistics of the failures of, for our lives. But sometimes I, I think we just need a good old garment change. We need to rethink our priorities and let God clothe us in where He wants us to go. We, we can take a garment of barely making it, a, a garment... And put on a garment that says, I should have been dead, but there was a God who had something better for me. Amen. How many know that we just get stuck in our cycles of living? And, and we just become unhappy with the garment that we have on, but we become too comfortable to take it off. It's like coming home after church and, and being tired or after work and falling asleep knowing you're not in the clothes you like to fall asleep in. Also, like, it's when I, when I go to my job, I, I don't go to my job wearing a suit and tie. I, I don't go to my job wearing my best clothes. I, I go to my job wearing the uniform that they appointed me to wear. It, it, it's a thin shirt and thin pants. It's meant to uh, keep me cool. And when I get it dirty, it doesn't matter because they can wash it and I'm not taking it home and I don't have to wear it the rest of the day. Only when I'm at work. I, I wear the attire to do the job that I need to do. Uh, I know at some point during the day I'm going to get greasy. I know at some point during the day, even if I'm not necessarily doing a dirty job that day, I'm going to brush something that's dirty because our shop is from 1939, I believe, it's very old, and there is dirt upon dirt upon dirt. You can sweep the floor, and then two minutes later, there's going to be dirt exactly where you swept at. It does not matter what you do. There is always not clean. So it doesn't matter if what I'm doing is dirty or not. 
I'm going to eventually brush something that's going to put grease on my elbow or on my pants. So I'm not wearing my best clothes. And if I don't get greasy and I don't get dirty, I'm probably going to sweat off what I'm wearing because there is no air conditioning. So I do not wear my best clothes to go to my job because I'm going to get dirty. And that, that's the same with how we should treat our walk with God. We need to start equipping ourselves with the right attire to complete what God wants for us. And that only comes through picking up the mantle that He has for us. Elisha's job was to follow and continue the job of Elijah. He, and he knew that he could not do that without his mantle. He knew of all the things that Elijah faced. And, and I could see some of his motive for asking for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. Because he said, if Elijah barely made it, how much more am I going to need to make it than Elijah? If Elijah was still scared after seeing all those 850 prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel die because Jezebel said he was going to kill him, how much more do I need to be prepared for a moment in my ministry like that? There is a world right now that is looking for every second to push back the children of God. Every second to put you inside a cycle of fear. Put you inside a bubble of which you, they do not want you to ever come out of. This is a moment where we need to be asking for a double portion to make it. I, I would ask that God would anoint this church with with double to help us do the job precisely because we have seen in 15 years struggle and we've seen happiness but we need God to help us continue to do the job and be able to do it two times better and help us be pre prepared for what is about to come I believe that now is the time of double. If we ask God, we'll give to us. We have seen people in our lifetimes come and blow up like a firework and burn out or move on to heaven. And most of them barely made it or they didn't. So I'm asking today that we could receive double so that wherever God calls us to go, we can advance His kingdom and go through what they went through and make it. Amen. There are prayers that we can pray and are praying right now and decisions that we are making right now that are currently affecting our future without us knowing about it. I'll tell you a story. Little did I know, back in my time before I was really committed to God, I, I worked at a little fast food restaurant in Marion called Dairy Queen. And basically besides that, I gamed the rest of my life away. It was PS4 every other minute. When I got my paycheck, I spent it on my PS4. Everything I did revolved around my PS4. The main premise of me beginning to miss church was I began playing. Actually, when I was 12, it was Xbox 360 that lured me in. And then I got my own job, and I upgraded to a better console, which was a bad decision because it had so many more doors and opportunities for me to waste time. It was work and then game, work and then game, and then somehow I fit school in there somewhere. I don't even know how. That's probably why my grades suffered that year. I don't even really remember it. <laughs> but uh, one of the decisions I made after I received a paycheck was to decide to purchase a bigger TV for my room. I was gaming on a little box TV that I didn't think was sufficient anymore from a PS4, so I made a purchase of a TV. And little did I know at that purchase that a manufacturer error of leaving out a TV stand to go along with that TV. They advertised it on the box, but it was not in the box. The TV did not come with a stand. And, you know, instead of taking it back and getting the right fix, I just decided to keep it because I was very eager to see what the new, my games would look like on a better TV. 
And so I, I propped it up on my, my table in my bedroom, and I gamed on it for a few months. And I set it up anyway. And little did I know at that time, uh, and little did she know, my future wife was actually praying that God would do whatever he had to do to get rid of distractions in my life. And see, God had already set up some things that I didn't even think about. And what happened is she prayed this prayer, and I don't know how long she had been praying, but one day my TV just decided to fall over out of the blue. It hadn't done it for months, and then it just decided to do it one day out of nowhere. And this particular prayer she prayed was answered when my TV fell over. And from then on, I never played my PlayStation again because I just it was a, a, just a sign to me that it was time to move on from that lifestyle. And that's exactly what I did. And I didn't know till later that when I called her, called her to tell her what had happened, because we were, you know, kind of, I guess, courting each other then. I don't know what you would say. We liked each other. But I was, you know, doing my thing out of church, in, kind of in church. And she was doing what she's always done, being committed to God. And, and she was praying for me. And I didn't know that. And I told her about this. And she told me that she prayed that prayer. And I was like, oh, well, thanks. <laughs> so, but, you know, it, it's that's, that's what we can do. There, there are just, I didn't even know that was being set up like that. I just thought, oh, it's a TV without a stand. I'm not going to knock it over. What, what's the big deal? But someone prayed for me selflessly. Someone prayed that God would get me out of the distractions that I was living in to get to the calling that he had for me. There, there are prayers just as simple as that, that we can pray for people that we don't even know. That one day we'll find ourselves a few years later and we might get a phone call similar to that one. You know what just happened? It was absolutely crazy. There could be that moment happens in our lives, but we just need to start selflessly praying. And that comes when we take off this garment of, of me, 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 that it's my priorities, what I care about, and put on the garment that the Lord would have us put on. And that's a garment of selflessness. That's, that's a garment of going out and, and praying for people that we don't even know and praying for our friends and for our family that God would eliminate distractions so they could reach their calling. There is a, there's prayers we could pray just like that today. Now, uh, I haven't been uh, very long and, or maybe a, very intense today, but I, I, I'm going somewhere in this altar call. If uh, I could just get someone to play, maybe. No, we don't have to have that, but all right. Uh, back to the story of Elijah and Elisha. Elisha, he immediately discovered the power that was left in this mantle when Elijah disappeared. He went and he repeated kind of the same thing when they first crossed the Jordan. He, he stood and he took Elijah's mantle and he smote it. He, he, well, he smacked. We'll say smacked because that's better. I'm going to mess that up. He smacked the water and the water parted. And, and he said before he did that, he said, where is the God of Elijah and he found the God of Elijah the same thing happened for him that happened for Elijah and it was that mantle it was that significance of anointing there is immediate power in mantles lingering around this church from days gone by there are anointings laying around this city that are keys to saving this city we all have a place in this revival in God's church, but we must rend our old garments and put on what God has for us. I, I, I encourage us today that we would bring our old garments to the altar and we would pick up that new beautiful mantle with power that God has for us.
I, I believe that there could be a divine transfer today on this altar if, if we would come and bring our old garments. In closing, I'm going to share scripture with you. That's Numbers chapter 20, starting in verse 24. It says, this is God, this is God speaking to Moses. It says, Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, for he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel, because ye rebelled against my word at the water of Meribah, and stripped Aaron of his garments, and put them upon Eleazar his son. And Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, and shall die there. And Moses did as the Lord commanded. And they went up into Mount Hor in the sight of all the congregation. And Moses stripped Aaron of his garments, and put them on Eleazar his son. And Aaron died there in the top of the mount. And Moses and Eleazar come down from the mount. And when all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead, they mourned for Aaron thirty days, even all the house of Israel. On this mountain, there was a divine transfer from generation to generation. There was a, a moment when the old, the old generation passed on what they had learned and what they had been through in the form of a garment unto the new generation to help them learn and equip them for what Eleazar, the second high priest, would go through in his time serving the temple of the Lord. There have been people that have come and they have made it to the top of the mountain. And then something has happened. There had been some disobedience, maybe even a moment of health that caught them at the top of this mountain. And they passed on on the top of this mountain. But I will encourage us today that there is a mantle at the top of this mountain. There is a mantle waiting here at the altars for each and every one of us. And it is a divine transfer from generation to generation, from people to people. There is a place on this altar where you can find yourself and pick up something that an elder tried to pick up and start, but health took them away. There is a mantle on this altar that you can pick up that maybe your mother and father tried to pick up, but it may have been too late in their life for them. There is a mantle on this altar that maybe a young person tried to pick up, but the ways of the world led them astray. There is an anointing waiting for you for this city that if you would come to this altar and take off and rid your old garments, God can give you something. There are lingering mantles in this church. There are offices for each and every person in this room that God desires for us to fill. And it's only going to be found when we rent the garments of this world. When we take off the, ra the rags that are filthy that we have and pick up the perfected righteousness that Jesus Christ gave us through the bloody cross on Calvary. God is looking for some people in this church uh, that will decide they may have been able to carry it this far. Brother Donnie may have been able to carry it as far as he did as the bus driver, as the men's director, but I'm going to pick up this mantle and I'm going to take it even farther. They may have made some mistakes. Uh, there may have been some disobedience in this young person's life, uh, but I'm going to take what they started and I'm going to push it even further. And I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing it because that these people, this city, this county, this state is...
is going to need young people. It's going to need elders. It's going to need the in-betweeners. It's going to need every age. It is multi-generational to be standing up in this hour and speaking truth and wearing the mantle of God. There can be a divine transfer today in your life, but it's only going to come when you rent your garments and you pick up the garment that the Lord has for you. So if you would, let's pray. Let's pray today and let's find that lingering Let's find that mantle that hasn't been touched in a while. That maybe a person from the youth group left when they were just barely starting to get on to some revelation. Let's pick up our Bibles and begin to seek for revelations that preachers in this church have died and maybe never got to preach. Let's pick up our Bibles and search for revelations that have never been pushed out ever before in time. Let's find those lingering mantles that God is just waiting to give some more today.